What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 27th episode of the Startup Blender podcast. I'm your host, Ucha, and today our guest is Anna Maria from Poland. She's been living with the digital nomad life for many, many years now, and she's here today to share her experience with us. Currently, Anna Maria is a digital nomad ambassador in Zagreb, and that's how I met her. In this episode, we talked about her journey, challenges, and everyday life. So, let's get into it. Welcome everybody to the Startup Blender, the podcast about startup life and some other stuff. Uh, hello everybody, hello folks. We are the Startup Blender podcast and we have a special guest in the building. Anna Maria is here with us, uh, uh, a digital nomad ambassador of Zagreb in December 2021. How are you? Uh, hi all, <laughs> hi Usha. I'm great, thank you. I just arrived here uh, three days ago and I will be staying here for a month. That's great. How do you like it so far? Um, yeah, I like it. I haven't really seen much yet. Uh, I only met like some people from the community. So yeah. everybody is super open mm-hmm. and uh, there is lots of uh, digital nomad initiatives going on in Croatia. I, I really love that. I think like Croatia is pioneering in this area. Not many countries are really doing that uh, in that, I would say, strategical way. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see that too. And. Well, just an announcement, guys. I also came here, uh, in case you didn't know, after Lisbon, my journey continues to Zagreb. Uh, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What you do? Where are you from? Yeah, so I'm from Poland, um, but I haven't been lived in Poland since like 16 years. I was an expat. <laughs> Um, so my expert journey actually started, I went some day for holidays to Spain and I never came back. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so then I found myself living in uh, Barcelona. Nice. That was the longest when I lived. Um, then I also lived for Lisbon in some time and since 2017 I become like a full-time nomad. I don't have any base. <laughs> You don't I have just, anywhere that you're based? No, like you're just I just around. travel, yeah, uh, from so one crazy. place to other. Sometimes I get back to some place, so um, home would be more like emotional place, I guess, like where friends are, or where you really like to be, or maybe where you feel like, um, I would say, more familiar, where you speak the language, but uh, there would be like several places like that, so I don't have like a fix. Right. So, four years yeah. living this life. Wow. How's your everyday life? I guess it's different everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Generally, like what do you? Yeah. So basically, yeah, I have to work. Um, how that depends a bit on the time zone where I am. Uh, so usually, I try to do something every day after I work uh, and to meet people, depending like where I am, to do some sport activities, experiences. I try like to. Um, use the most of the place where I am so usually I see around when I go to the country I like to see different places so last year for instance when I was in Croatia we have uh, actually visited several cities like the, the parks the coast it's not just staying in one place um, yeah so you try to explore as much as possible yes yeah. yes do you go to a lot of like meetups and try to 
Yes, I'm usually very active in all these nomad communities. <laughs> I go to events. In fact, I, I just came from Madeira, big uh, nomad fest like two weeks ago. Uh, what was the name? Nomad Escape? Nomad Escape, yeah. And in October, I was in Cyprus with other nomad group. It's <laughs> crazy. So, yes. I try to include the, the bigger events on my itinerary if it's possible and the smaller events if I'm around somewhere where there is no much community then I try to attend them as well. Nice. And uh, what would you say like from your experience as a digital nomad, which city particularly has this like very vibrant community that you can actually engage? Yeah, so actually for me the first one was Lisbon and then it turns out it's actually the bigger nomad community in Europe. Perhaps nowadays even the biggest at all since like Thailand and Bali um, after yeah. Covid like yeah. uh, lose its importance, at least partially. Um, but uh, recently, at least in Europe, like we have also these nomad, uh, newer nomad destinations uh, that are developing. So people, um, especially like after COVID, there are more nomads, more people working remotely. So people start like to discover new places and form new communities. Uh, for instance, um, Lanzarote, where I was uh, this winter, actually the community only started uh, the last year. So yeah. before that, there was no nomads at all. Nomads were only on uh, Gran Canaria in Las Palmas. Really? But now, since more people can work, work remotely, then actually they started to form communities on Tenerife and Lanzarote and even La Palma as well. So different communities yeah. on, on the islands. And Madeira actually also like only started this year, beginning of this year. Like if you went like two years ago, there was no nomads. Yeah, and I think countries are looking at the opportunity it brings. I saw somewhere that one digital nomad uh, has 25 times more economical impact on the country than the tourist. So they try to... That's interesting statistic. Uh, so yeah. the thing is, uh, nomads usually stay longer, right? Yeah. So the tourists can come for a week, sometimes only for a weekend, and then they leave. And nomads, uh, they stay at least one month, sometimes mm. they stay even three months. Yeah. And during all this time, they definitely spend more than a local person uh, yeah, because absolutely. they they mm, do experiences right. They like to see around, uh, check places, go to restaurants, so they spend money. They also pay more for accommodations. That's yeah. not a long-term price. So all that is just different. I don't really like to use the word tourist for a nomad <laughs> yeah. because I think it's a bit confusing but definitely some countries realize and Croatia was actually one of the first at least in Europe that realized so hey we can uh, help these people to come here to attract what do we need to uh, help them to come yeah. here and make them feel comfortable yeah. because they are interesting social group for us yeah it's like a semi-local experience you know like uh, when I was in Lisbon, I spent there a couple of months. I can't really say that I, like, I lived there long term and stuff, but at the same time, I can't say that I was a tourist. I was somewhere in between. And you know, like you get to experience the local life, but at the same time, you get to. Yeah, I think there was, uh, when I was a Lanzarote and we went once sailing and then the boat owner, when he learned that we were nomads, he just said something like, ah, part-time locals. <laughs> exactly, part-time locals. <laughs> part-time locals and, and I thought <laughs> that's interesting, yeah. yeah. And do you know the new term for digital nomads? Uh, 
location independent. Yeah, but you see, it's not exactly the same location independent and nomad. Yeah. Because you can be location independent and work at your home. Yeah. Location independent, it just means that you can work from somewhere else than your office. True. Nomad is someone that at the same time travels, yeah. that work and does that in a sustainable way. So it's not just one month. I think like, yeah, the people confuse that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and many nomads actually uh, are not location independent because they don't have enough income. Location independent means uh, that you could work from anywhere. You want to go to Norway, Switzerland, Australia also. True. But it's often not true because they also, the way they go to Bali, because they, many of them doesn't have that high income, right? So they often choose countries that are more affordable, but then it's not, lo at least not in a real meaning, it's mm -hmm. not location independent, it's actually location dependent, and we are choosing only the ones where we can actually maintain ourselves. Oh, true. I've never thought um, of it that much. Another thing, yeah, uh, that comes to that is time zone, right? So yeah. if you are really location independent, you could work from anywhere, which is also not true for everybody because you can, um, sometimes you are related in some ways to your time zone, especially if you have more meetings. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, those are very interesting topics to cover. But before we talk about that and dive into the digital nomad life, let's talk about your story. like. You told me that you went to Spain, Barcelona, Barcelona, as they like to say, uh, and you basically never came back. What what attracted you in this international life, and how did you uh, came up to be? Yeah, so I by then I was not a nomad. I just went, and uh, in the end I found a job there. I lived there as an expat. Um, it happened to be Barcelona and um, Spanish people laugh when I say that story, <laughs> but. In reality, I think I was just at that moment in life, I was 22, yeah. that if I went to Rome or Paris or London, <laughs> you know, or Zagreb, then I would probably stay anyway because I just wanted to uh, get to know like different countries, different cultures. I was um, yeah, um, wishing to, to know, um, to explore and to leave more things than just staying in one country. And for me, that was actually first international experience. Nice. In, like first international trip and I didn't come back home. <laughs> <laughs> That's very interesting. But then, uh, so you said your first digital nomad experience was in Lisbon. Right? Yes. Uh, so oh. I was, uh, yeah, I mean, like first time I heard about the term and the, the thing uh, was 2015, I think. I went to some meetup with uh, Johannes, the, the guy that organized cruises. Um, but back then I was still living in Barcelona. I didn't really know how to make it a thing uh -huh. because back then only people that from IT, technical people, maybe yeah. some designer, maybe someone that was copywriter, they had remote careers, but there was small percentage of um, population and most other professionals that didn't have these precise skills unless they had like their own business and they could run it remotely. Otherwise, it was uh, very hard and actually even two years ago, it was still 70% of community was people from IT area. So it's, it, it means something, right? Yeah. <laughs> in theory, it was available for everybody, but in practice, somehow it was not that easy to make it as a life. I think now it's, it's much easier since COVID. Yeah, yeah. COVID definitely accelerated changed, the whole procedure. Things, yeah. 
I think because the, the hardest part was changing the mentality of people. Like my job, uh, even when I was living in Barcelona, was in fact remote in essence because I work uh, um, with international clients, right? Yeah. Helping to grow the business, but the, the people were already in different countries. So anyway, that was remote. We were talking by mail, by phone. Uh, we were not even visiting them because they were too far, the trips were too expensive. So, but to do that the remote job, I would still go to the office because we were not ready mentally that I could do the same job from home, right? Yeah. So what COVID really changed was actually the mentality that people realized that you can actually do the same job at home and be productive. Sure. And there is really no need for many of the jobs to go to the office to do the job on your laptop. Yeah the same job that yeah. you can do in your living room. True. Well, you mentioned a very interesting point about people being either uh, developers or uh, copywriters or designers, perhaps. Is this, because I see that this trend is still here, like most of the people you talk to are either one of those three. <laughs> <this trend. laughs> I probably, if we made like pools in number, probably they still can be more than 50%. I think they are now probably, the number should decrease because now I see more professionals that have uh, their own businesses, yeah. uh, coaches, right? People that just um, work at some company, but now they can work remotely, but they have the accountants, yeah. uh, people that work in sales, they before COVID they would all go to the office but even like when you have your own business there has to be certain readiness I would say because um, okay you you have your own business but the client also has to be ready that yeah. they don't go to the office but they mm, do our zoom meeting with you right yeah. so it's COVID help also with changing mentality of the client so I think it's easier also for you to say I'm running now uh, in remote way yeah. so we I don't have the office we have zoom meetings and you can plan that to clients and they are eager to accept uh, before it was harder to do like some people were saying yeah I would like to work remotely but my clients require me to visit them or to stay where they are so even having your own business back then was not that easy like to be completely location independent yeah true hmm. very interesting point all right nice now let's back to your story. Uh, so you went to Lisbon as a digital nomad. That was your first nomad experience. Uh, how was it back then for you to integrate and find people? I guess one of the biggest challenges for nomads is to actually find their communities and friends to hang out with and stuff. How was it for you as a first experience, as a newbie? Lisbon is fantastic for a nomad. And I think if someone is a newbie or wannabe, that's their place. <laughs> Because you don't just have to reinvent the wheel, right? Yeah. Uh, you just go where the community is already, where you meet other nomads and they can help you in so many ways. Uh, to start to feel like more connected, to give you even advices or to... Sometimes people also had the problems like how to motivate or focus or how to be productive when nobody is watching them. So there are people that went through that, right? So. Uh, I really encourage people like to take from this, uh, I would say, common experience and that will help you to, I think, to, to progress in whatever you want to do or to start or to open your own business or just uh, yeah. grow as a person and uh, also 
I think it's more enjoyable when you can share that with others. Yeah. Um, I don't think we, even me, I don't think I would last as a nomad if there wouldn't be like nomad communities around the world. It wouldn't be so fun to travel alone for four years, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no absolutely. matter how beautiful are the countries, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's definitely the first thing and then everything else will, will come and align eventually. You will have time like to think what you actually want to do. I don't think we have now to take like big decisions. There are many ways of being nomad. Yeah. You don't have to travel like all the time. You can have your base if that works better for you. True, yeah. Like that that's the way I do it. Like I, I I'm based in Estonia but I try to take some months off and travel and go back. Because I think Estonia is a great place too, so there are like great communities and uh, also I can travel. But to, speaking about communities, where like what would be your tips about finding these communities? I'm not talking about like Lisbon, yeah, I mean it's everywhere. <laughs> but in, in some place where you go, where can you look for? Yeah, so communities are not everywhere, right? If you go yeah. to the bigger cities, uh, in, in some of them there are communities. But yeah, if you decide to go somewhere which is not a known destination for nomads, and it can happen that there are no nomad communities yet, right? Yeah. Uh, we are building like new communities, like right now in Zagreb, but uh, certainly if you have come three years ago, there was no nomad community, right? Yeah. And uh, if you go right now, I don't know, to some city in Poland um, and they are nomads, so okay, um, basically you have to find uh, people in different ways. Maybe there are like some events, maybe some meetups or networking or after work mm -hmm. or maybe some activities that you could like, dancing, hiking, uh, you could meet people that way. I still think it's nomad communities are best if you are a nomad because they share more with you okay so yeah. i can meet people i don't think you meet people that it's that hard assuming there is no complete language barrier yeah but um, meeting for instance travels travelers is not exactly the same thing because in the end it will be hard to make that friendship sustainable right because you have less time you have to, yeah. to you have to work then they will make other plans that will not be aligned with yours so for instance staying in hostels doesn't really work that well for nomads true you are better in co-living um but that assuming of course there is some communities but um, this is actually a thing that often i go as i mentioned that if i know there is a community because there is some community event or i know there are people already so this is one of the factors for me where i want to go there because i know it will be first much more enjoyable and second much easier because community also means that you don't have to solve everything by yourself yeah Right, so someone already checked that internet is good enough. Someone already checked that we can stay there and uh, work there, right? Uh, meet other people. Um, probably there are already events if there is community. Yeah. So this is also something to be considered. Nice. Yeah, that's very interesting insight. All right, and um, uh, like just speaking of your story, um, so after Lisbon. Right when you decided to leave and become like full time digital nomad and live in many different places, like where did you go after that, or how long did you spend in that place? After Lisbon, yeah. you know I don't really remember like <laughs> every place I went. Um, 
I was traveling by then, I think, uh, Portugal, Spain, then I went to Egypt. Uh, so at the beginning, I was, you know, just experiences. I would just buy one-way ticket and see what happens, like yeah. how long I want to stay, what I like. <laughs> I just don't make any big commitment. And then you also realize what's, what you like more, right? When you have like more freedom. For some people, it can be also new, actually, how do you want to travel? Maybe you don't even know how do you want to travel, like how long do you want to stay in a place, right? (laughs) Uh, What kind of place suits you? Uh, So for me, when you work, usually you need more comfort than when you just travel, right? I need to be sure that the internet will be working. I need like proper uh, desk. (laughs) Some Airbnbs doesn't even have a working desk, right? (laughs) They were not fought for nomads. So that kind of things. Uh, then last year, for instance, I was many months traveling in Balkans in different countries. Huh. Uh, that was also uh, very interesting. I love so traveling around, Balkans. Around this area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bulgaria, Romania, Croatia, Montenegro. Uh, very interesting. Yeah. And what are the biggest challenges for you to live this life? Um, yeah, I don't think I have like big challenges. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, probably the biggest is the time zone mm, for me particularly I'm related to European time zone which means in fact it wouldn't be like despite me being nomad I wouldn't be in that group of totally location independent because I can just decide and go right now to Australia yeah. that would be too big of disruption in my work I have to be uh, in this time zone or at least similar it can vary a bit but I could yeah. go to Africa I can go to Brazil but it's probably Thailand or Australia, it's uh, too much of a difference at this moment. <laughs> yeah. So it's something that also, yeah, um, I would say limits you a little bit. Um, then, yeah, people, people, I would say like probably people, you can meet a lot of people, but the thing is probably going deeper and building like meaningful and long uh, friendships. Um, for that you must have like some strategy or some plan right we have to meet from time to time or we have to align on our plans that maybe we go somewhere together or we check on each other from time to time don't just like you know let it be and then you are meeting all the time new people which is fantastic but um, I think going deeper also requires spending more time with the same people so um, you have to think how to travel and be independent, but yet uh, have the time, I don't know, for your partner, if you have, or for your friends, or for the people that are not nomads. I still have friends that are not nomads. Yeah. So I also have to think uh, how to plan to see them from time to time, at least uh, to keep those relationships going and not just leave them because they are not nomads anymore. Um, it's a very big difference, okay, that really separates people, like many couples sexually split for that reason in nomad communities because one was a nomad and other was not. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a true. huge difference. Yeah. How often do you go back to Poland? To your home? Now I try to go like once per year, this yeah. year I didn't manage, <laughs> I will go na- next year. Though like lots of my friends, they actually, they emigrated to yeah. They went to study somewhere else or they left for other countries, yeah. at least other cities, but uh, often even other countries, like the, the people I met when I was still studying. So so in the end, Poland, like after so many years, is not so big for me a base. I now have more friends in Spain or Portugal than Poland right now. Yeah, because you spend so much time. And it was more recent. 
Yeah, it was more recent than absolutely. Okay, that's very interesting. All right, um, now we're in Zagreb. Uh, you said you've been here three days, but um, uh, and you became a digital nomad ambassador of this. Is it for Croatia or Zagreb or? It's uh, so the program specifically is for Zagreb. Yeah. They also have different programs, uh, but uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit more on Croatia in general. But now we focus on Zagreb in particular. Nice. Yeah. So okay. tell us about this program. How did you? Uh, came across this opportunity uh, and a little bit of insights what is it <laughs> yeah so i saw first i mean like heard about croatian visas and croatia trying to attract like nomads and organizing like uh, dubrovnik i think nomad week last year in nomad communities so i knew already croatia was doing like um, things to attract uh, remote workers already yeah. and then i someday i found actually on Facebook that um, one friend uh, was a nomad ambassador. So, <laughs> so then I found that there was that program and so I applied to. When I applied that was actually like uh, almost November so <laughs> the only month I could do that was December because the program ended in December. Um, and um, so why I applied because I really you know, it, I admire that Croatia has that initiatives because many countries would like, I would say, to benefit from the money that Nomad brings, but they don't really think that they have to offer something in return. They don't yeah. really plan for that. They yeah. don't prepare for that. They just think how to get mm, the bigger piece of cake, <laughs> but that's it because we want the cake. <laughs> the way Croatia does that is just like, okay, so how do we get the bigger piece of cake? Uh, what we can offer in exchange for that cake? And that's what I like about the, this is like a very fair approach and I think way more sustainable. Yeah. So they even uh, then um, these initiatives and this like Zagreb ambassadorship, but there are also other initiatives in Croatia, like Digital Nomad Association uh, in Croatia, right? So they actually try to attract nomads, but at the same time they ask themselves, okay, what do we have to do to improve as a city or as a country? So people are more comfortable, they can stay longer here, they like here and they bring more people. Mm -hmm. And they try to first like to explore and think of even about themselves, like Zagreb is thinking, okay, so what uh, of these things that we have here can be of value for the people, right? Because they have to redefine that because what was of value for tourists is not exactly the same thing. Yeah. We now have to think in a bit different way to approach that. And then, yeah, to promote that, uh, to bring more awareness, uh, to think what else do we have to do here, like to, to make people actually want and come here. How do we compete with other more established destinations? Those are like uh, the questions, the yeah. open questions in the program and ambassadors actually bring like the experience from the community, from Nomad Life, from whatever they did in the past also professionally to help define that strategy yeah. and bring more awareness uh, in this case for Zagreb. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. And speaking of uh, the communities and everything, like so many cities in uh, Croatia are trying to do this. I've seen like maybe when countries are popping up, they concentrate on one city and they just push that city. But Croatia does, the, the, they opened the digital nomad village, right, in right. Uh, Zadar. Zagreb is doing unbelievable 
and then you get uh, split, also. split and the Dubrovnik also. Dubrovnik. <laughs> I mean, it's so crazy. And yeah, I think that that's the reason for sure why I'm here, and uh, I'm sure many others too. But you, as a digital nomad ambassador, right now uh, for this month, uh, do you have like any any plans? Do you want to? I don't know, maybe events or activities that you would like to do or? Yes, uh, we are actually while you like talking with the organization, we will organize like at least a couple of events um, after the Nomad uh, week. Yeah. So we are like yeah, aligning here like uh, what exactly to offer. Then we will uh, announce that in Nomad's groups. Nice. Definitely. Uh, yeah, to my already some people are in town. Uh, this month is like a bit more active for these Advent activities. For this uh, Nomad Week, I heard that already 40 people sign up, uh, so then they are already in town. We can also organize some events and uh, attract them and do more. Tell us about this event, the Digital Nomad Week. What what is it about? <laughs> what should people it's uh, it's organized by Swanky Travel, I think, which is a private agency. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's it's actually a free event, right? Most activities are free, so I think it's very interesting for people that even just considering or like thinking. It's it doesn't require any big commitment, right? Yeah. Uh, they can just easily join and uh, there is like one day I think a bit more formal with a press conference where we are actually going um, and then um, other days it's like more informal and meeting uh, just people and socializing some networking and also showing around Zagreb and showing I think we are even going on Sunday uh, Saturday or Sunday like outside of the city to showing a little bit um, around the Zagreb area. That's nice. So yeah, and there is like one funny activity uh, which is a uh, running in a funny costumes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A running, yeah. Uh, and actually, one thing we plan to do is to do then some meetup after the run for everybody that wants to join, even if they didn't run. <laughs> yeah, I think people will be like tired and it just funny to see all these nomads. Yes, just... I think even if you don't plan to run, it's worth to show up and just uh, have some fun and take some pictures. Yeah. It's, uh, this event, like I heard it actually won some prize for the originality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so. amazing. Nice. And uh, what do you think about like, um, Okay, in Lisbon, for example, what I remember, there was like every Thursday we would have like huge digital nomad meetups, which is like very consistent, right? Like for me, if anybody would ask me and if my friend would ask me, like, let's go out on Thursday, I mean, I would be booked because I, I knew that I was going there. What do you think about this consistent approach that Zagreb bring, can bring right now? Because... I mean, there's so many... Consistency is critical, yeah. yeah. The, the fact that Nomad community grew so much in, in Lisbon was actually consistency. Like, yeah. no matter what, you knew that would be a Nomad meetups on mm -hmm. Thursday. Now yeah. they are like almost Nomad meetups every day. But <laughs> <laughs> the smaller one. But the Thursday one was like, even with COVID, on the darkest moment, there was still a Nomad meetup. <laughs> Outside, yeah, yeah, People, yeah. like, they didn't really 
had to know anything uh, in advance. They could just show up and they see, okay, there is a meetup, I'm going. And that really helps to build a community because in Zagreb actually, it's, we are still at the stage that some people are in town and they don't even know that there is an event happening yeah. or they don't know when it's happening yeah. or where they have to go, how do they have to look. So actually bringing people to one place and connecting them, that consistency helps a lot. Essential, yeah. And it doesn't have to be like anything you super, um, some of those like nomad meetups in Lisbon, they were like more organized, but many was just drinks yeah. in different kind of bars, right? So it's just like setting the place exactly, and yeah. time and then always keeping that and people True. will find themselves. And yeah, nomads are like creative people, like they are there to connect with others. So they will find a way to communicate. You just got to make sure that they know what's the location and what time they should show up and then it could go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very nice. All right. Um, speaking of your uh, future plans right now, uh, so you will spend a month here because you are the moment ambassador. Um, I, I'm sure you will go to many other countries <laughs> after this, but like what's your, I don't know, destination that you would like to visit and haven't done it yet or what's your in your bucket list yeah so actually yes, in january i'm planning to go to cabo verde at least for two or three months nice. uh, gonzalo um, he's also a known person in a nomad community it's the guy that organized a nomad village in madeira if you ever heard about that that was first nomad village and now he's building the nomad village uh, in Mindelo in Cabo Verde. So that would be our next nomad village. <laughs> and uh, he already started, he's there, some people are already there. Uh, I plan to go there in uh, yeah, January and stay there for some time too. So that's a new country for me. And some people are not new, <laughs> so that's the beauty of being nomad. You meet yeah. the same people in different countries. <laughs> Actually, that's so crazy. Yeah. How many times had it happened that? It I happens get... more than you think. At least it was yeah. happening. Maybe if the community grew exponentially, it will not be that easy for that to happen. But for now, it's still, I would say, you know, people in some way, even if I don't know them directly, they are usually friends of my friends. Yeah. Or they are in same community, in same group. So sometimes I know their faces, even if we never met. Yeah, I'm sure we know a lot of... Uh, people, people from, from Lisbon, Lisbon yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, that's so crazy. I want to reach that level of nomadism. <laughs> that I meet people that I met in other countries and I go, oh, oh, I know you. <laughs> in fact, even last year I met a girl from Bulgaria, in, uh, I think that was beginning of last year, and I still met her in half a year. Three, yeah. uh, I think we met in three different cities and we didn't align, that was a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's absolutely so, crazy. Yeah. Nice. But uh, now you as like a person that has been in this, uh, living with this lifestyle for a long time and doesn't plan to stop. What do you think, what are the cities that are, okay, we understand uh, Zagreb and Croatia put a lot of efforts, but what are the other cities that are, you think will be on the radar for digital nomads? Definitely Canary Islands, uh, probably also like Grand Canaria was already and Las Palmas was already like uh, years before. But Tenerife also starting having like strong communities, and I think it will probably get to the point where each uh, island there will have a community. Madeira for sure, it's already a strong community in uh, 
So these things, because in winter we don't have that many opportunities, like people um, want warm weather, they also want to, have to surf or kite surf, and for that, if you don't go to Caribbean or Southeast Asia, then I think Canary Island will be really mainstream very soon. Everybody will want to go there. Yeah. And uh, Madeira too. Nice. Uh, Turkey is also starting. Uh, I've heard a lot of things. There is really like not established community. There are some people, but in different places. But I think it is a destination. Georgia is is already it started. I think for for last year it was just difficult for many people to travel there. Yeah, oh, last year. Was but uh, there was actually some event planned last year, and they had to cancel. There was a nomad summit, so really? I, I think yeah. Um, because the borders were closed. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But it was already on the radar for a nomad community. So as soon as it is open, I think people will get back uh, to that idea. I think Greece has the potential if they. Greece has a lot of. Greece potential. has the potential. The very affordable, beautiful country, but Greece is not probably doing right now that much to use that potential. That's also a thing because someone has to start. People don't just go because the country is nice and warm. If they there is no community, it's they just go for a week, visit the country in a touristic way, and then they go back to Lisbon, <laughs> somewhere yeah. where there are people. Because yeah. community is crucial. You don't want to be just traveling along the world and feeling lonely. Exactly. And it's like, oh, it's so beautiful, and I have nobody to share that with. Right? Yeah. Uh, loneliness is number one challenge nowadays in the nomad communities, mm -hmm. despite of having such a great communities around the world but still it is so community is crucial if you want to bring people you must build the community first you just start start organizing events start inviting people start doing things and then more people when they see okay there is event yeah. then they will go but the, if there is nothing um there are places that are amazing i think italy is amazing right but there is no nomad community yeah. Uh, so uh, there is an actually nomad community on internet. Italian nomads are actually one of the biggest nomad communities. But they are going to other places. They are going to yeah. other places. Yeah. Actually, their base is Canary Islands, <laughs> Puerto <laughs> Ventura, not Italy, because there are several reasons, right? Like yeah. uh, there is no community. Cost of life is relatively high. Um, nobody really builded anything that people would just know. Okay, let's go there and. We are sure. Yeah, essence of uh, initiative, you know, somebody that takes initiative and goes like, all right, we're going to do it. Yeah, like when people start co-living, but co-living is, is one part, like nobody will go just because there is co-living. They expect something going on there, they want other yeah. people to be there exactly. for them to go. Otherwise, they are just other options that they have. So everybody just look at Croatia, what they did and copy it to your place. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. But me being Georgian, um, uh, I plan to go back this Christmas, as I told you, and I'm really looking forward to see it from that perspective. Like before, I was always just with my friends and family. But now I've heard so many things about Georgia, which is like weird because like people are just telling me and I'm surprised <laughs> that like digital nomad community. And I made some research and there are a lot of nomads, right? I, I went to the, like their Facebook group, and the meetup and everything. So I want to experience that kind of life in Georgia as a digital nomad, but at the same time, I mean, I'm, I'm local, right? <laughs> so it will be an interesting experience. I'll definitely do a special episode about that. Uh, let's see how it will go. That will be very interesting <laughs> episode, yeah. Yeah, nice. 
All right. Uh, now let's talk about your um, well experience once again. Uh, you said that as a digital nomad, you've been the most in Lisbon. So this is a question we ask to everybody. So I'm going to ask you this question about Lisbon. What are the things that you loved and hate about living in Portugal? Hmm. Uh, I think as a nomad it's really great. I lived in Lisbon before I was even nomad and then I didn't like it that much because the professional scenario is very hard. Like the, the salaries are low, it's also hard to work with locals, yeah. a very big cultural difference. But when you are a nomad, you don't really have to deal with that part. You just <laughs> take the best. You just take advantage uh, of pastoral yeah. matters. I still think that for winter, Lisbon, uh, the weather is not so recommended. And especially the houses are not heating, which is a big no-go for me. <laughs> Uh, so then I think it's, it's more interesting to be there like probably from May to October in this period. Uh, it's also the most active period and the best weather is probably September in, oh, yeah. in, in Lisbon. Yeah. It's, it's not too hot, not too cold, it's just perfect spot. <laughs> Uh, it's of course like the very active community, uh, it's not too big, right, so you can, in the center you can even walk, that's perfect, it's safe, very Paris. important thing, uh, they have good food, uh, so I still think, yeah, like Lisbon is, is just like has so much interesting things, uh, very beautiful, nature is very close, right, you just get right around the city and you can hike or go to the beautiful beaches uh, surf so that's yeah that's really really i think they they really got lots of um i would say advantages yeah it's a gem and i think it's like developing a lot in the future i'm pretty sure the salaries you mentioned it will go up because of the whole movement that is happening a lot of great startups <laughs> Web summit, web summit, web summit. Yeah, for nomads probably accommodations are a bit expensive in Lisbon, uh, especially if you think to what they really offer for that price. Yeah. Like houses are usually not noise isolated, not heated. Uh, the buildings are um, old, but they are quite expensive. So if you think in that terms, like Zagreb is probably half of price, right? And you get much better flat for that price. Sure. So this is also because cost was always, always a big factor for nomads, like if you want to travel a lot, you spend more money yeah. uh, than uh, living just in, in the same place. Then one way to compensate that is to go actually to the destinations that are not so expensive, but offer similar quality of life, which I think like Croatia, that's the thing that quality of life is quite similar to what you have in Western, but at half the price, so you know why you wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, a very interesting uh, topic to like talk about and discuss about too. Like to compare uh, the, how price effective these cities are and what they are actually offering for the price you pay. At the same time, how many of them are taking advantage of the hype and all that stuff. But very nice. And finally, I would like to ask you for advice to our listeners, uh, to the people who want to become a digital nomad um, and they're already planning with their, talking with their bosses to, you know, <laughs> start traveling. What would be your advice to these people? Yeah, so 
like the general one definitely uh, if I would be starting I would just go where other nomads are and try to learn and understand what to do and what's the best like you know for me it was even new one of the best ways actually to start being nomad is to get remote uh, work it's just the easiest thing because it's easier than to build your own remote business yeah so for instance if, if it's all nomadic it, it's just the fastest way to start then you can eventually progress and open your own business and offer your own services and move right mm -hmm. but uh, you don't have to wait with nomading until you are there yeah that's one of the things then, then specifically it would really depend on actually what is the people's situation where they come from right what they already did before some people doesn't have or they think they don't have nomad skills or digital skills so for that we would need to rethink like what actually they can do differently they often have some skills they are just not aware that they could use that like to to sell them so but that again they would realize better it's often an inspiration like to see what just others are doing right because sometimes maybe you haven't thought about something but someone thought and you just like can I like just to, you know, learn from others. You don't have to make your own mistakes, yeah. uh, like all of them by yourself to learn. You can also learn seeing, okay, so that didn't work for others. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I can try something else. Nice. All right. Very interesting. Um, thank you very much for uh, being a guest in our podcast. I think it was very interesting and insightful. Um, thank you very much for listening. See you next time. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Follow us on your favorite social media and check out the next episode. Ta-da!